Good evening to those who are in social media land. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you again with our message for this week. And we, we pray that we have been a blessing to you coming with these messages. And tonight we're going to talk about uh, stewarding your mind in an age of deception. Stewarding your mind in an age of deception when it comes to stewardship um most time we think of money being a good steward the bible can declare that we'd be a good steward over the, the thing that god has given us and then when we talk about stewardship most of the time we think about money money um material things Taking care, and the word steward means to take care of and really um, take care of what you have, your money, how you spend it, um, your possessions, being good. And when we talk about steward, you know, budget, things like that. Even the Bible talks about our money. When you look at the um, the parable that the talents in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus gives um, three of his servants talent, which talents in that case back then was money. And he told them to take care of it, do it. We know two of them increased it, but one of them took and hit it. And Jesus condemned um, the third servant because he didn't do anything with it. And so we're talking about stewing the mind, being a good steward of your mind. And so what are you doing with your mind? Are you a good steward over what goes in and out of your mind? And notice the subject is stewing the mind in an age of deception. Okay. Deception. We live in a time now where... We are bombarded with all kinds of information through social medias like this, like Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. I mean, all kinds of things. We have YouTube, all kinds of information is coming all at once. And so we know that the world is out to deceive us. You can be deceived. And so therefore, the Bible says we are to speak the truth in love, the believer. But culture is speaking love without truth, okay? So therefore, we are to speak the truth in love. When it comes to the word of God, the word of God is truth. Without word of God, there is no truth. Contrary to ways some people may believe, the word of God is truth because the Bible says, I believe it's in John chapter one. It says the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And so whenever you start talking about truth, it is consistent. The word of God is what is true. And so you have to stand on the word. So, but the world, okay, the culture is speaking truth without love. The world is saying, just love everybody, no matter what, lifestyle living, no matter what they're saying, no matter what they're doing, just accept them and love them as the world will call it their truth. 
Okay, it'd be their truth, but they're speaking love without truth. And so therefore, first of all, we understand what truth is, and truth is the word of God. And so therefore, with all the deception that's going on, we we as believers, the enemy is trying to deceive us, and they're trying to put pressure on the church to be politically correct, to just accept the things that culture has embraced. And so therefore, it is very important that we steward our mind. We're going to get into that tonight. What that means to be a good steward over your thought life. Even coming out of this pandemic, and a lot of people are stressed with the war going on, with everything that's going on here. It is, um, we see, we're seeing people become very stressed and Mental health is a big issue, yes. But as believers, the word of God tells us to be a good student. Man, we're going to get into that. But but there's an old computer program proverb that goes garbage in, garbage out. Okay, that is the input of any program is dependent upon the quality of the inputs you start with. Okay, so basically what that's saying is Whatever you put in is what you're going to get out of. Okay. Whatever you put in is what you're going to get out of it. Okay. So therefore you understand. So what are you putting in your mind? Okay. Because whatever is going on in your emotions, whatever decisions that you're making, it is based on your thought life, what, what you're thinking. What do you spend time thinking? What are you spending time meditating on? Okay. And so this is very important. And I believe this is really a word for, for, for us in this season to really steward our minds. I think it's very important that we steward our minds in this day and time because we're bombarded. We have all these things going on. And if you're not careful, if you're not intentional about what you're thinking about, about the things that you're spending the time meditating on, then you can get deceived by the enemy and find yourself um, caught up and going the wrong way. And then that's going to affect your decisions. Well, first it's going to affect your emotions. Then it's going to affect your decision. So the scripture has much to say about, about stewarding our mind. It has a whole lot to say. I'm going to go through a few scriptures here. Just go through some scriptures. And then we're going to get into the things, the challenges is to steward our mind. So let's look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 6, 7, and 8. Philippians chapter 4, 6, 7, and 8. And it says, don't be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God will transcend all understanding. Will God, which and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right. This is verse eight. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If 
anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Okay, so he tells us, he says, be anxious for nothing in the beginning of the verse. So if, you, if you're having anxiety attacks, ask yourself, what are you thinking on? Don't be anxious for anything in every situation. It says pray and with thanksgiving. So when you're praying, you're not begging God to give you something. How do you pray? Well, you're saying, okay, God, you're reminding God of his word. God, your word says this, and I receive it by faith. Then it says the peace of God will come on you. Okay, the peace of God will come on as you do this thing. Then it tells us what things to think on. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. It says think on these things. That's what it says. Okay, so let's look at 1 Corinthians 2 and 16. What does it say? It says here, we have the mind of Christ. You may be saying, well, how do I have the mind of Christ? Huh? Well, when God saved you, he saved your spirit. Okay, he didn't save your soul and your body. Your spirit, man is three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Your, your, the mind of Christ is in your spirit. Well, how do we get it out? By meditating on the word of God. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 2 and 16 says we have the mind of Christ. Okay, we have the mind of Christ. Another scripture, I, I don't have it here, it just kind of comes to mind. And I think it's in First Timothy where it says, God has given us, not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Okay. Now let's look at Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says, we demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take what? Captive every thought. To make it obedient to Christ. So it says you take the thought. If the thought is not of God. You take it captive. You condemn it. You cast it down. I think that um, the King James verse. And it said cast down every imagination. That exalts itself against God. Okay. Now let's look at Romans. Chapter 12 verse 2. Most of you might be familiar with this. It says do not be. Don't. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So transformation happens what? When you renew your mind. If you want to be transformed, you're looking for transformation in your life. It says you have you cannot allow the world your thinking to be conformed to the world. You have to allow your transformation takes by you renewing your mind with the word of God. Okay, first Peter chapter one verse thirteen. It says, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Okay. Your mind is supposed to be alert and sober. Okay. The last one here says here, 1 Peter chapter 4 and 7. And it says, the end of all things is near. Man, we see that now. See that coming. The end of 
all things. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded so that you may pray. So what does it tell? It says, be alert and sober-minded. So, and there are many more scriptures, but these are the ones that we are talking I brought forth tonight. But so we see here that um, God is telling us a lot about your thought life, your mind, how you're supposed to be thinking. And so we're going to look at um, three challenges, things that challenges for us to steward our minds. So I want to pull out three things tonight. Okay. Three things um, to steward our mind or to be a good steward over your mind. So the first thing you do to be a good steward over your mind is to guard it. Okay. You have to guard your mind. Okay. The scripture tells us clearly that we are to guard our minds. The, the idea of taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ creates an image of a strong man examining every thought and literally binding those that are disobedient to the rule of Christ. So you are the strong man. Why? Because God made you strong. Okay. You are the strong man. And so what do you do? You examine every thought. Okay. You examine it and it says, and make it, if it's disobedient to the rule of Christ, you bring it captive, you bind it. You literally bind that thought. I know for myself that when things come to my mind that are not, I know that doesn't agree with the word of God. I literally, you know, especially when I'm by myself, I literally speak out and says, I, I rebuke that thought. I take authority over that thought in the name of Jesus. I rebuke, I do it out, I speak out loud. And then when I'm in a crowd, I, I whisper it. Because, of course, things are going to come to your mind. You may be saying, well, how can I stop things from coming to mind? No, you can't stop that. But I've heard a little thing that says, little saying, it says, you can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can prevent them from building a nest in your hair. And so that's the same thing with thoughts. You can't stop thoughts from coming into your mind, but you can stop them from creating strongholds in your life. Okay. You can do that. And the word of God gives us the ability to do that. God gave us the ability to do that. So you are the strong man. You are you're supposed to examine every thought that come in. And if it's not in line with the word of God, you take a cap, you bind it. Now you gotta realize this is no no casual. This is not a casual suggestion. Meaning that you know, oh, don't take this lightly. That's what I'm saying here. You really have to do this. So it it, it is called. We we. It's a, there, there, this is no casual suggestion. It is a call to war against the mental attacks the enemy wages on us through television, the internet, and other media's. Okay. So one of the things, the way the enemy wars against us is through television, internet, and through other media. That's what we talk about, social media, Facebook, all these things. He wars against us. He attacks our mind through these things. And so the question is, what are you watching? And I know some people say, you know, especially when it comes to TV, maybe you're saying, well, you know, just entertainment, you know, 
I'm just watching TV. It's not really, I'm not really taking it seriously. Well, you got to be honest. You got you to gotta understand that what you watch does affect you. Now, I'm not going to get into all um, as well, itemizing things, different TV programs and stuff. I know for me, there's certain things I don't watch anymore. Things I used to watch that as I've grown in Christ, you know, I have no appetite for them, but I used to watch them. But I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you as to the things that you're watching. And do you need to refrain from watching these things, whether it's on you know, television, internet, social media? It, it, it can come through the people we allow to speak into our lives and the cor- corrosive attitude we leave unchecked. So not only do it come through the media, TV, internet, but it also can, who are you allowing to speak into your life? Who are the friends that you're hanging around? Who are the people that you're associating with? Okay. So that's another thing. Who are your friends? Now, I know sometimes we've built relationships with people, maybe through college, through childhood. You grew up with somebody. You've made friends with them. Maybe it's a co-worker that, and y'all are close. But if they are an, a speaking things into your life that doesn't allow the word of God, you may want to really um, take a look at that relationship and ask yourself, do you really need that person in your life? Because I know as, as for me, when I was growing in Christ, there are certain relationships um, that I no longer have anymore because of we were going in two different directions. Okay. And it may be family members. And sometimes that's tough. But you really have to analyze and say, you know what, if these people are not going the same direction that I am, it may not be good for them to be in my life because we're going to write and they're causing me. um, They're speaking things in my life that doesn't align with the word of God. If God called you to do something and they're saying, well, you shouldn't do it or you shouldn't be involved in this or you're spending too much time doing this then that may be a relationship that you may not want to continue to pursue. And so that may be a tough decision for you. And then it also talks about um, corrosive attitudes that we leave unchecked. Is your attitude that you have in line with the word of God, the attitude towards your job, the attitude towards um, maybe your spouse, the attitude towards um, things like this is, that maybe relationships that you have towards different things that's going on in the country. Okay. If left unchecked, that is that is a door for the enemy to come in and mess with your thought life. You need to check those things and say, well, is the way I'm thinking, is my attitude in line with the word of God when it comes to certain things, to these things, okay? And so don't just ignore those things. We need to be serious about making sure that, you know what, we make sure these things are in check because we don't want to just, like, as I said, take this lightly and say, well, it doesn't matter. 
No, you need to analyze these things because all, like I said, all the enemy needs is a door to get. All he needs is a crack to get in to begin to mess with your thinking. And then what he wants to do, he wants to get you off track with the things of God. And so that you don't fulfill the calling that God has on your life. So we see here. So steward, stewards treat their mind as precious gifts of God. And they set, set up clear boundaries for what they will let in and what they will take captive and discard. I love that. So guess what? So stewards treat their mind as precious gift. Your mind is a gift from God. If you look at it that way now, look at your mind as a gift. What if someone, somebody give us a precious gift, what do we do? We take care of it. We take care of it. Whatever that thing is, we consider as precious and valuable. Okay. We take care of it. We make sure that nobody touches it or we take very good care of it. We make sure that it's clean or whatever the case may be, whatever that thing is that you consider is valuable. Okay, so the mind that God has given you is precious. And so guess what? When something is precious, what does it hit? You set up boundaries for, okay, for what, what you will let in. So your mind is a gift from God. So you got to set boundaries on what you let in and what you take captive and discard. You, your mind is a precious gift. Let me just continue to say that. Your mind, my mind, is a gift from God. And you need to take care of that gift. So pay attention to what's going in and what's coming out. Take care of your mind. Because the enemy, that's what he wants to do. He wants to take, get your mind. And if he gets your mind, then he can affect your life. I can't tell you how important this is. I've learned about my thinking because I, I've learned that it all starts with your thinking. Okay. If you believe right, you're going to live right. And how do I believe right? By meditating on the word. That is going to determine how I live. Okay, by my thinking, you just can't embrace everything that you hear, even though it may sound good. But that's why we have the word of God to go and analyze and say, OK, hey, is the way I'm thinking is the thing that I heard in line with what God says? OK, so number one is to guard your mind. You guard it. How you store your mind? The first thing is to guard it. Number two is to nourish it. Nurture it, excuse me, nurture it. You nurture your mind, okay? So if we keep garbage out, we must also pour nutrients in. All right, so we're keeping the garbage out, okay? But we also got to pour some into it. You just can't get stuff out. You got to pour into it. Okay, Romans tells us, our minds must be undergoing an ongoing transformation of the Holy Spirit. 
So this is ongoing. So when the Bible tells us in Romans 12 and 2 to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, okay, this is an ongoing process. This is not a one-time thing, okay? This is not a one-time thing. This is an ongoing process of the Holy Spirit renewing your mind day by day, year by year of the things of God. Now, here's the question. How, how, how does this happen? How does this happen? By exposing our minds to everything true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Remember, we talked about Philippians. That's the scripture I read, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, 7, and 8. It says, think on those things, those things that are true, that are noble, that are right, that are pure, lovely, and admirable. Those are the things that you're supposed to be meditating on. So we cast down the bad stuff, the garbage, but then we pull nutrients in, nutrients of, of things that are true, nutrients of things that are noble, nutrients of things that are right, pure, lovely, admirable. Those are the things we pull in by immersing ourselves in scripture, reading and viewing things that deepen our faith, we anchor our spirits and encourages our soul. So when you get immerse yourself in the scriptures and reading the word and, and meditating on the word and viewing things that's going to deepen your faith, Joshua chapter one, it says meditate on the word day and night. He said, when you do that, you make your way prosperous. So if you're not prospering, if your life is not a success, and you got to remember the world defines success way different than what God says is success. Okay. You got to spend time. Okay. You, you, when you do that, you anchor your spirit, you're encouraging your soul. You got to spend time encouraging your soul. Why? Because we go through things on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. We experience things. You may experience loved ones dying and, you know, things happen in our life that it's not what God wants, but Jesus said in this life, you're going to have trouble. So when trouble hits you and when things happen that are, that are hard to handle in this life, you know, troubles and we go through things, you got to make sure that you're in the right frame of mind. How do you do that? By meditating on the word of God to encourage your soul because why? There's an attack on your soul, on your thinking. Your soul, your soul is, that's part of what your thinking is, your thought life is. So you got to put some in, the nutrients in, so you nurture, whenever you study the scripture and meditate on the word of God, you're nurturing your soul. You're nurturing your thought life, your emotions, your decisions. You, you, they're getting nutrients through the word of God. Will we strengthen and nourish our minds when we feed on those things that align with God's truth and produce in us the right attitude and spirit? So that's when we strengthen our minds when we do that. When we feed ourselves the truth that's in line with God's word. 
And those things will give us the right attitude, okay, the right thinking, the hand, the handle things that go on in your life. Because you're going to experience some things. So how do I handle when somebody dies who's close to me? How do I handle the loss of a job? How do I handle when my spouse walks away? How do I handle when my child, you know, is going the wrong direction? How do I think on these things? How do I think about it? Now I can em embrace, you know, other things that people are saying that don't line with the word of God. Or I can go to the word of God and says, no, okay, God says, think on it this way. God says, stand on it. God says, may God may tell you to speak to it. Take authority over it. But you're not going to know that if you are not spending time nourishing your soul, meditating on the word, putting good things in. Yeah, you may have gotten the garbage out, but you got to put things in. You want to take the garbage out. Remember, garbage in, garbage, I mean, garbage, garbage out, and then put good things in. What are you inputting in your soul? Okay, so, and, and we know, so let me read this again. When we strengthen and nourish our minds when we feed on those things that align with God's truth and produce in us the right attitude and spirit. Now, you, you we know what that feels like, okay? We are keenly aware when we are thinking and viewing and hearing is nurturing our souls or either corroding our souls. So you know, you may say, well, I don't know. Yeah, you know, you know when something is not right. Matter of fact, you will know if you're in the word of God. If you spend time with God in Bible study and those things, going to church, hearing the word, you will know that your thinking is wrong. Why? Because through the preached word and through meditating, God will tell you when you're there. But you know, so you need to understand that, hey, if your feeling is wrong, you know, you're feeling wrong, you're feeling a certain way, make sure you check that and say, okay, okay, is the way I'm feeling in line with the word of God? Okay, so you got to nurture it. Okay, nurture your mind. So the first one was guard your mind against things. The, the second one is to nurture it. Take care of it. Remember, it is a precious gift. Nurture it. Take care of it. And the third thing is we are to expand it. So first thing we do is guard it. The second thing is nurture it. And the third thing is expand your mind. Okay, expand your mind. Okay, stewarding our mind means exercising it, not isolating it. You know, there's exercise. I see all the time. There's games you can do to exercise your mind. Okay, stewarding your mind means exercise, not isolating. So you got to develop your mind with the word of God. Exercise it. That's why it says, think on these things. That's what Philippians says. Think on when you're thinking on those things, you also exercise, you're not isolating. See, God's not telling us 
to to go into some foreign isolated island and sit up there and and just ignore what's going around the world. We we God didn't call us to just ignore what's going around in the world. You know, you, you just can't put yourself in a box and act like, you know, um that you don't you want to ignore everything that's going around you. No, but we 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 do I call it excel our mind and make sure that we're developing it through the word of God. Our minds are God's gift to be invested, not insulated. So you're not going to insulate your mind, but your mind is a gift of God to invest. Okay. You are God's investment and he gave you this mind. Invest in the things of God. What is what we invest in? Okay, we, we do not create echo chambers, but we enter into the spiritual warfare of our age with minds that are sober, alert, and ready for actions. So it's not telling you to have an empty head. Okay, it's not telling you to have an empty head. It says, but we're in a spiritual war. The enemy is out for your mind. And so what? God calls to be sober. Okay, a sober person is very you're alert and you're ready for action. Okay, you're ready. You're ready to to tell people. The Bible says we are we ought to be ready to tell people why we believe what we believe. When the enemy is trying, when live in the age of deception, the enemy is trying to trick us into believing the stuff that don't allow the word of God. So spiritual warfare, remember, we've already won the victory, but remember, the enemy's trying to trick us and make us think we haven't. Okay, so we, we, we guard our minds without narrowing them. Okay, we guard our minds without narrowing, narrowing them, not allowing, so God did, does not call us to be ignorant of the world, just innocent of its influence on us. So God, you're not to be ignorant of what's going around you. You know, you can watch the news, just watch enough to know what's going on, but don't allow it to influence you, okay, to the point where you start believing what it says. Yeah, I know gas prices are high, but the scripture said, what, God supply all of my needs according to my Christ Jesus. I'm going to have enough. No matter how high gas go, I'm going to have enough. Why? Because we serve a God that's going to provide for us. I know food prices are going up. Yeah, but you know what? God's going to make sure I got enough. I trust him to provide for me. He already made provision. I mean, that's what grace did. Grace provided everything we need. So it doesn't matter how bad things get. God's people are always going to be taken care of. You got to know that. So God does not call us to be ignorant of the world. Just innocent of its influence. You don't allow the world to influence you. Okay. Know what's going on, but don't allow it to influence you. And so we, we, we can read other opinions, consider viewpoints without, with which we disagree. If we keep, if we have kept our spirits, a pure spirit and strengthen our minds through scriptural study and nourishment. So, yeah, you can read other opinions. There's nothing wrong with Christians. We want to sit at the table with other people who, who are trying to convince the world 
of a wrong way of thinking. You, you know, God bless you to have a seat at the table, to be a part of different discussions that's going on, you know, but, you know, and you can disagree with them. But make sure you keep your spirit pure with the word of God, as I said, through scriptural study and nourishing your, you know, your mind. So it's nothing wrong. Just say you disagree, you know, but don't allow them to influence you. So this is you expanding. That's how you expand on thing. God, you got to remember, OK, we were supposed to be growing in grace. So how do you grow in grace? The Bible talk about grow. You got to get in the word of God. OK, God, there's many limits to God. OK, I want to. You know, but if you just a Christian who just go to church just on Sunday or whatever day you go and no longer spend time in the word of God, then, then you're going to be susceptible to the deception that the enemy has out there. You know, when things happen, it's going to affect your emotions and you're going to become fearful and you're going to be scared with all the pestilence in the land and the things that are going on. You're going to be fearful. Why? Instead of meditating on Psalm 91, what God says, hey, I got you. You're going to be protected. I got you covered. No matter what's going on, he has you covered. So the mind, the minds that are alert, sober, and girded with actions can analyze half-truths and deceptions of the enemy without being contaminated in the process. So when your mind is alert, when you're in the word of God, you know the word of God, you've allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to you and you meditate on scripture on a daily basis and God is speaking to you, okay? And when you hear half-truth, because that's what the enemy specializes in, half-truth, that's what he did from the beginning with Adam and Eve. He told them a half-truth and they accepted it. And he deceived them. But when you're in the word of God and you hear these things, Okay, you can hear them, but you won't be contaminated by what you hear. Okay, you won't allow yourself to get caught up in that thinking. Why? Because you spend time with the word of God and the Holy Spirit speaking says, no, that's not right. Even you, there's been time where I may not understood what that person was saying fully or couldn't really give a rebuttal, a response. But I said, okay, that's not right. I don't trust because the Holy Spirit is letting me know, okay, that's not right what they're saying. So we can have an open mind that can be taught, expanded, and exercised without letting in the corroding influences that sickens our soul. Okay. So you can have an open mind, be taught, you can hear things in this world because remember, it says we live in an age of deception now. Okay. They're trying to deceive. And the enemy's job is to deceive us and to trick us and to believe in things that don't lie with the word of God. And so this is why you got to, that's why I entitled this, storing your mind in the age of deception. A lot of us are being deceived by the things that are going on, by the information that we're listening to. And God has called us to come back to the truth, okay, which is the word of God. You know, the word of God says, 
And John, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. What truth is that? The truth that lines up with God's word. So I want I want to encourage you to be a good steward over your mind using these three things. I want you to guard it. OK. OK. I want you to nurture it. OK. I want you to expand it, expand on the knowledge of God. God wants to increase you with knowledge. OK. So that you can go through this life and be successful. OK. You want to, You just don't want to stay where you are. OK. You just don't want to be content at just, you know, hey, going to church just on Sunday morning. And that's it. You know, praying wants it. No, God wants you to expand. So you want to guard it. You want to nurture it. You want to expand it. And, and, and the world needs followers of Jesus who are clear-minded, intelligent, uncompromising, and well-informed. That's what we need. You need to be clear-minded. You need to be intelligent. You need to be uncompromised. Don't come. I just finished preaching the message. Last year, I'm about um, avoiding compromise. And I think that is big in the body of Christ. We're compromising on so many levels, you know, in our behavior, in our lifestyles, in our finances, things, you know, we're not giving to the kingdom of God. We're allowing things to compromise our um relationship with God. Don't allow anything to compromise that. Okay. And be well informed. It's okay to be well informed about things. Understand what's going on in the world. But as I said, don't allow it to influence you. If if what the world is thinking is wrong, then you said, no, I can't get in agreement with that. I've got to stand with the word. So so we must be fully engaged in in the debates of the day. Okay. Okay, without allowing the darkness of our world to inhabit a place in our soul. Okay, so it's okay to get into debates and we're not gonna argue. We're just gonna tell us what the, we're gonna tell people what the word of God says. And if they disagree with it, they say, Well, you know what, this is what I believe because this is what the word of God says. And we we do this when we, we would do this if we Commit to guarding it, to, to nourishing it, and expanding, exercising your mind as a true steward of this wonderful gift. So understand, I, I just want to, your mind is a gift from God. So take care of that gift, that precious gift that's gone. We need to take care of it. Okay, how do I take care of it? By meditating on the word of God, by allowing the Holy Spirit to teach me to instruct me. And he says what? The scriptures say, I believe in Isaiah, those whose mind is stayed on Jesus. I want to finish with this. He said, he will keep you in perfect peace. That's what he said. Okay. That's what he said. He will keep you in perfect peace. You can be in peace. Okay. In this world of deception. You can have peace. It's supernatural. Now, I'm not talking about the peace the world give you, as the Bible said, but supernatural peace that comes from God through the working of the Holy Spirit. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every voice that's 
listening right now, every voice that shall hear this word, I pray for their minds to be renewed through the word of God. That God, you're changing, you they're being transformed through your word, God. We come against strongholds um, of the mind, thinking that has deceived them, deceived the body, and they're going the wrong way of God. But I thank you that they are embracing your truth. And God, we will stand on your word, not compromising, even in a world where deception is there. We bind the enemy that's coming against that person that has wrong thinking, that has embraced and allowed with the things that are going on to influence them. But we take authority over them. We say to me, bind you now in the name of Jesus. And we take authority and we come against you. And we stand against the thoughts of the enemy, the ideas that go against God's word, the, the ideologies that are in the world today that are tricking people and deceiving people. But God, we thank you that your word is being spoken. You that your word. I pray for every preacher that's speaking and proclaiming the truth of the gospel, the grace that comes through Jesus Christ, that you may be influenced and receive most of all salvation, but most of all, God, be what you call them to be in this world, to fulfill their purpose and the things that you have anointed them to do. We break your whole enemy right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak blessing on that person that has been captured by the enemy through their thought life. And God, thank you that now that they're beginning to get in your word and receive your blessings and begin to walk out a life of success. We thank you and we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, we thank you for listening. Pray that we've been a blessing to you and we'll be back with you again on next week. Thank you and bye-bye.